babies. Thank you, Irene. Thank you, Irene. Uh, boys, good to see you. It's Brady week. It's Bucks week. We're at the end of it. Thank God for Raymond and Raymond's hearts. Uh, please allow us to start with opening takes. I'll go first. And this speaks directly to you, Ray, even though I know that you've been feeling it all week with the media and Twitter and the likes. But Brady in Foxborough in a Tampa Bay Buccaneers jersey, the walkout, the, uh, you know, however he approaches the crowd, the first throw, the, the first touchdown when he starts to rip our heart out in the third and fourth quarter, it's going to hurt and you're going to feel it more than you think you're going to, you want to play the tough guy role and he's dead to me. Blah. Nope. Nope. Anybody who actually thinks that you're dead fucking wrong. This is unprecedented territory. He's potentially the greatest professional athlete to play ever at still at the top of his game after winning a Super Bowl, leaving in, in uh, not a good terms and he's coming back for the first time, probably the only time, to the stadium uh, that he did yeah, the know, last but time. made famous. I mean, this isn't even Jordan on the Wizards going back to the Bulls because it's the NBA. And he was retired times. too. He had retired like there, it was messy there. This is this is unprecedented. So the bottom line is, for all of you hardos out there that want to say Brady's dead to you, including the three of us, it's gonna hurt more than you think. Find a dark fucking corner on Sunday, boys, and let it out just for a couple seconds before the game starts. And you're allowed, I, I, as much as I hate him, you can, you're allowed to cheer him when he answers on the field. That's it. No more. Yep. Like he's not, he's going to get cheered as much as I fucking hate his guts. Now he's still in the modern day sports. Really? He's seven titles. Jordan had six. What did, um, Jeter had four or five LeBron's got, you know, four, three or four now. So it's like, what he's doing in a spore like this is incredible. And as my, and that's coming from someone who fucking hates his guts, but you yeah. can't, you, you can cheer him a little bit, but that's it. After the game starts, it's over. And we'll, we'll certainly get into that a little bit more. Ray, I know you have a lot to say in that, but uh, Bill, let me throw it over to you as you, uh, Ray, why don't I throw it over to you and continue the Patriots talk here before we get Bill's uh, opening tip. My take's different, so I'll go with the Patriots. My uh, opening take is who benefits more from this game? Is it Brady or Belichick? Will this be Brady's crowning achievement going into Gillette Stadium and beating Bill Belichick? Is that more important to him than a Super Bowl victory in Tampa Bay? Uh, also for Belichick, is this a must-needed win because all the naysayers are saying that, you know, Bel uh, Brady built Belichick now because Tom goes down to Tampa and wins a Super Bowl while we're mediocre with a 7-9 record. So who benefits more? Hopefully uh, – It'll be Belichick winning the game, but we'll see on Sunday. Yeah, that answers Belichick for sure. But, uh, you know, again, we can get into it. Bill, why don't you shake it up a little bit for the uh, yeah. back end of the show here? I'm going to change it up a little bit. Go Red Sox here. Uh, timely hitting. You know, you saw it's kind of disappeared since the all-star break. It seems like they kind of, you know, they're not the cardiac kids, comeback kids that we saw in the first half where they had, what, 35 come from behind wins. You look at the Baltimore game Chris Sale had. He pitched into the sixth inning, gave up a two-run lead. The seventh and eighth inning, they took a total of 12 pitches and were sat down in order. And in the eighth inning, four pitches, three outs on four pitches. That is completely and utterly unacceptable to me when you're supposed to be playing basically 14 playoff games when we talked to like a week and a half ago when there's 14 games left. Every game fucking matters. You have Seattle on your tails by I think they're a full game out right now. And then you have the Yankees two games ahead of you. It's 
it's an utter mistake to fucking their approach at the plate. 12 pitches and two innings for six outs. Absolute joke. It needs to change or you're going to fucking be one and done. Yeah, we'll get to that. Uh, certainly going to be Patriots and Brady Belichick. Uh, Patriots bucks heavy here for most of the show, but we'll get down uh, to where the where the Red Sox are uh, heading into the playoffs. We think, we hope, uh, is Dickey's path in jeopardy? We don't know. We'll touch on all that. Maybe we'll even touch on the Bra- the Patriots versus the Bucks game that happens on Sunday. We'll see. Uh, it's gonna be a uh, it's gonna be a fun emotional show. I can tell by Raymond's. Uh, he looks right so now. angry, like his first born just died. He's ready. To- it feels like it Uh, welcome to the Silver Mind Sports Show Friday headlines October 1st Uh, welcome to the show oh speaking of firstborns it's my son's birthday happy birthday bud happy birthday and happy happy birthday to my wife um oh yeah I always forget that happy anniversary yeah, you brought your fucking kid to my wedding. We said no. <laughs> he was a hit. I uh, know what else is a hit. White Birch Brewing, as always, down in Nashville, New Hampshire. The best craft brewing in New Hampshire. Ray, address, please. 460 Amherst Street. The good side of Amherst Street. Get on down there. Get yourself a pint. Get yourself a flight. They do those down there. Uh, go check out. I don't know if you want to be there for the Brady massacre of Mm-mm. the Patriots on Sunday night, but maybe before go get yourself lubed up responsibly, uh, down at the brewery. If you can't get down to the brewery, please get at your local beer stores, wherever you get it. Tell them the simple minds boys sent you white birch brewing is, is this, is just the Patriots Brady thing just been everybody's week this week? Or have you been able to, uh, reject from a little bit, get away from it a little bit from time to time? No. I can't believe how fucking angry this makes you. Like I just whatever. It's another game. Patriots clearly. Oh, no, there's some off. anger. I just I can. There's anger, from- but not like this fucking idiot. He I'm can't angry. Yeah, he you are. Said- Look at your face. I'm not angry. Oh, he see, he's backtracking. I'm not angry. His voice get, gets real high. Can you get? He said, "Have you been able to get away from it?" No, because that's all you hear about on the radio. Well, on listen ESPN. to something else. <laughs> I, I've been ignore the noise, as uh, one Bill Belichick would say, and I have not listened to the radio. I have not listened to fucking watch no. sports anything, and the reason is I don't want to fucking hear about it. I don't want to hear about it after the game. Oh, when fuck the you. You were sending us those Seth Wickersham fucking quotes, you dink. Because we were fucking talking about it, you fuck. Jesus, that is that is what I want to hear about. I don't want to hear about the fucking Brady coming back. I don't want to hear about how he might have COVID at his press conference today. I don't want to hear anything about about that shit. This book book is fucking juicy. I know I'm not like your mother's ass. Woo! Ooh, sixteen ninety nine. You can get a COVID protect from TB12. So there's no way Brady got COVID. No way. No way that there's he's selling COVID juice. COVID protect. Oh, all right. Everything I said, like you could cheer him. <laughs> Fuck this guy. <laughs> Fuck this him in the year, ass. This I'm story's done. a year old, man. This story's a year old. He was <laughs> he was selling. Uh, I didn't know he was selling COVID juice. No, yeah. it was just capsules full of fucking water. You yeah. know what was Guerrero got? Didn't he get arrested for like concussion water or some shit? Yeah, like that? Arrested, not yeah, arrested, he, but he, he got lost his license. He got fined and lost his twice. And they, and they took his three times. Yeah, they one of them. They took his Cadillac Escalade away. That probably Tom Brady bought him. Yeah, people forget that. The Brady Bobos kind of forget that, that he turned into a douche. We'll get there. Uh, actually, let's uh, let's start there, boys. Tom Brady makes his first and probably only trip back to Gillette. Um, I want to get to the Wickersham stuff. I want to get to everything. It's all here. We got a lot of quotes. I got a lot of reading to do tonight. Um, I'm saving my uh, plastic wine 
to get through the reading, maybe. Um, <laughs> Shit, I didn't even bring but my fir- my first question to you guys is, and and I I don't know if I put this in the email. I honestly forget. I think Brady's fucking jacked up. Now the you know on the radio today they they were playing his press conference and his horse and his uh, throat was all hoarse and people are saying because they stayed late Yay. in practice and he was fucking f bombing everybody and uh, that's that's a that's a potential um, risk. Also, COVID has been known to do that too, and we know that he got that chucking his Lombardi Trophy across the Tampa Bay. I but uh, regard of all of that, I think Brady's fucking jacked up. I think this whole thing, the way Brady's handled himself. This whole exit just feels like, like, like uh, shame. I think he has like this, like remorseful shame for leaving. He didn't really want to leave. He feels like he was forced into leaving. We know that the Giselles and and his and his dad and his outside company and party were probably pushing him to leave. And Brady, we took less than market deals his entire career. He's a loyal guy. We've loved him for that for 20 seasons. And he, now he's turned into a different kind of guy, it seems like. But doesn't it just feel like he's fucking reaching for approval from Belichick? Like, he's going into this thing like, I have to beat fucking this guy, my absent father, who has not told me he loves me but for once my entire life. And if I don't get it, I'm going to fucking die. That's what it's feel. That's the vibe I get from Brady in this whole breakup, this whole breakup and God love him. It got him a seventh Super Bowl. But if you don't think that that's what drove him to that, I, I, I think you're, you're off base. I think that's exactly what's driving him now that he's love me, daddy, love me, daddy, please. He's definitely jacked up. I mean, you hear, I think early in the week, he's like, I know what they're, I know what they're doing. I know how they prepare. I know their schedule. I know their practices, all that shit. Like, you know, know the wind up there. Yeah. He's, he knows it all. And uh, I think the book, you know, some of the shit coming out, like, it sounds like they did offer him something. I don't know if it was confirmed. I think Ian Rappaport today on, uh, or on one of the morning, the afternoon show on EEI was basically saying he heard what two for 63. He wasn't sure how I I saw 53, but whatever. Yeah. Either way, I heard close to 30 million, but they weren't sure what was guaranteed and what was not. I think, yeah, I think he, I think he didn't want to be here because he didn't want to play for bill. You know, there was rumors clearly in the book that he was him and Kraft were meeting to figure out who's going to replace Belichick and how to get him out of there. Bill O'Brien's name got brought up when he tried to get fired from the Texans, which makes complete sense for his fucking Bobo ass moves that he made in the Texans before he quit. So now you hear that and you see all the shit that he did. It's like, okay, let me think now after, you know what I'm saying? So start connecting the dots and not to interrupt you, but it's an important piece that people forget. Bill Belichick never handled Tom Brady's contract. Robert Kraft negotiated every single one of Bill Tom Brady's contracts and he was proud of it. So keep that in mind. You anti Belichick fucks that want to keep saying that he pushed Brady out the door. That, that contract was always negotiated by the crafts and particularly Robert Kraft one-on-one with Brady. Yeah. Well, you made a good point yesterday, Rich, in our text, text exchange, like guys that are 20 to 44, they change a fucking ton guys that are 44 to 65. They're not changing at all. Right. So, I mean, he's, he's setting his ways. He's been setting his ways for 20 years. He knows how he wants to build a team. He did not want to commit to Tom Brady until 45. That was the main thing. And I don't blame him. Yes. He just won a super bowl, but I don't blame him. You don't under, you didn't know what you were getting. 
right? You already saw the succession plan to Cam Newton and Mac Jones. You didn't have a fucking plan last year because it was Cam Newton. So it looked like they were trying to get him for one or two years, but not till 45, what he wanted to do. And Brady said, fuck it. I'm going to Tampa because clearly they'll, they'll play him until he's fucking 50 down there. Right. So, I mean, there's a, I, I blame, I don't well, want to hold on before we get to that point, right, Bill, I, you know, because uh, I want to get into the Wickersham stuff, which relates to this. Right. Uh, if you were to, to take a test, uh, 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 I forget what test I'm trying to come up with. What's the one where you Bill's a scientist where you dip the, uh, the, the pH paper? test. Sure. If you take a pH test on Tom Brady's uh, jacked upness coming into this game versus let's throw this in there versus Belichick, who I think certainly wants to win, certainly thinks he has something to prove, but not to Tom. Like, do you think Belichick oh, thinks he has something totally to prove disagree. to Tom fucking I, Brady? I totally disagree. I think silently, like, this game is heavy on Belichick's mind. I mean, he hears the people, he hears the reporters around here saying, you know, Brady made Belichick, you know, you can't do anything, your record without Brady, you're losing coach, you know, you're not, you're not good. I think Belichick, this is going to be a huge game for Belichick. I think he, he wants to go out there. He wants to set an example early and, you know, I'm not going to be surprised if this is not going to be a fucking dog fight and Belichick gets the top hand of this one. I'll give you eight reasons why Bill Belichick doesn't have to fucking prove anything oh, to Do Tom not Brady. give him the fucking Giants <laughs> rings on that one. Why would no, you give him the Giants hey, rings? Did you have a hey, coordinator? And he did those rings all, with Brady. His defensive Brady. game plan is in the fucking Hall of Fame from shutting down the Bills. Okay? Fair That's enough. a fucking Super Bowl ring. His defense won that goddamn Super Bowl. Suck my dick, Raymond. This is where I will. Th- this and is Rich. where I'll uh, parse you. You can create my balls while he's bit. doing it. <laughs> this is where I'll parse your words a little bit, Ray. I, so, yes, I think Belichick has something to prove, and he wants to prove it, that he can win without Brady. This is his whole end of his career. This is what it's all about. This is the whole fucking point. Catching Shula and proving he can win without Brady. However, when it comes to Brady versus Belichick, the motivation for Tom Brady to beat Bill Belichick is way more skewed to Brady wanting it more than Belichick. I don't think Belichick really gives a shit that much about beating Brady. Like, yeah, sure. He wants it. I think, but I don't think he has this personal animosity towards Brady. I just think he was sick of his fucking shit. I think Belichick was sick of his shit and Brady was sick of Bill's shit and they broke up, but, but Brady's holding on to this daddy love me thing through the fucking media and his cartel and, and getting out there and saying they didn't treat me like, right. And I wanted more kisses on the cheek and tell me that you love me, daddy. And Belichick's just like, just fucking go out there and throw the fucking ball where I tell you to throw the fucking ball. And there's just less of a personal animosity from Belichick towards Brady, I think, except for leaving and except for probably doing this fucking media show that Brady's been doing now for about a year. His fucking show, too, with Gronk on the beach, cringeworthy, where they're hanging on that fucking pool, the Gronky and Brady, Tommy show, whatever the fucking stupid-ass yeah, name it was. Neither of them are good actors. They should all they should both stay off the of television. I actually do fucking protein shakes, whatever. Um, I actually think publicly, Bill's not going to play it off, but you know deep down, he's he, he, deep he down, wants, he wants deep down I think there's a side of him that says, I want to beat him, but I don't publicly, I don't think you're going to see it. Again, he's beaten every fucking major quarterback in the history – of modern football right now. So it's like, yeah. Now I put the goat on that record list. Motivations going into this game, Tom Brady beating Bill Belichick, number one, winning the yep. game, number 10. Belichick going into the game, beating Tom Brady, number six, winning the game, number one. 
playing good football, people. number two. Like it's no, I know other list. people up. That's my point. It, it's a different dichotomy. All right, let's get into the Wickersham shit. Let me give you some quotes here. Uh, we'll start off with the Kraft Belichick. We'll get off Brady for just a second. Um, I'm sure people have heard this. I'm sure people have read this, but we all have our opinions here. So let me let me start here. So, quote. As for Kraft, in late September, he was in Aspen, Colorado for a conference and bumped into a few friends in a hotel lobby early one morning. He told them he was leaving later for Detroit, where the Patriots were playing their next game, where they got smoked, by the way. Quote, I hate leaving here, Kraft said. You leave here and you leave some of the most brilliant people you've ever met. You pick up so much knowledge from all these brilliant minds. I have to go to Detroit to be with this biggest fucking asshole in my life, my head coach. According to the book, Kraft has told people Belichick did not show him the respect he deserves, and Bill was, quote, an idiot savant, referring to him following his days in Cleveland. I ask you, why did he keep him over Tom? Why? Because he's the greatest fucking coach of all time. But if he's an idiot savant, he's the biggest asshole in the room and doesn't respect him, and Tom Brady is, is Kraft's fifth son, and he had the choice to pick one of them, or override bill and keep Tom, no matter what he let bill make that choice. And the th- I think the reason is because bill was going to be here longer. And again, like you heard, you know, later on in the excerpts that came out, it was, you know, the team didn't want to commit to him till he's 45. You know, they wanted a two year deal. That was it. And I think even Kraft, who's his baby was negotiating everyone of Brady's contract still wasn't willing to go more than that two years. Right. So, I mean, so you're, you're going to take the longevity of Belichick. Cause let's be really 69 years old. Nice. Nice, nice. He's chasing Shula. I expect him. Well, I would say three, at least three more years, but the way they're playing right now might be five more, five or six, but you're still getting that the greatest coach of all time. And Brady's eventually going to run out. Your, your body can only take the physical toll for so long as a player. Okay. I think the coach can last longer. That's, that's the reason. Okay, He's not gonna- great. Did he fuck up? Yes. <laughs> that's where we're at now, isn't it? Isn't it that yeah. where we're at now? I mean, obviously Brady has proved him wrong. No, I want to get to why Brady. But the same thing, real quick, real quick though. But for all of us, did anyone ever expect Brady to be doing this still? No, I always. That's I've the thing. Always no said, one. Yeah. He's never. No one's ever done this at a high level like Brady's doing right now at that age. No, but I, I probably, probably was like, "There's no fucking way he's gonna do this until he's 45, 46, 47." And he's still doing. It. He's proven everyone wrong. We all just thought wrong. I, thought I've, been, I've always said anything after 40, 41 is borrowed time, right? Yeah. It's like a, it's like a dog that's, you know, reached his lifespan. You're on borrowed time at that point, right? So I mean, you got th- to think about that. That is like. You don't know what puppy for you. Bill just, (laughs) Bill just thinks in dog years. That's right. (laughs) Like 35. Fuck. I am. I gotta be close here. I'm 36. I've always said anything after 40 for me is borrowed life. (laughs) Bill's Bill's on on doggy borrowed. No, but like, oh god damn it! But no, no, I know. You know, but it's like you didn't expect him to play like this. Period. No, no one did. No, but I've, but I was always of the case that you know. Uh, Tommy Brady senior said a long time ago, it's going to end ugly. And, and I agreed did. with, and I agree with him and it did. And I was of the case that, you know, if everyone knows that then let's just agree to let Brady go down the likes of, you know, Manning in his last year who couldn't throw, just keep him in a Patriots uniform and let him tank the fucking franchise. Let that happen because all your, like the last three Super Bowls outside of Seattle, but the last two Super Bowls, we were, 
it was, we've talked about it. It was unhealthy rooting for the Patriots. The regular season didn't matter. It was get us to the AFC championship game. And if you don't win a Super Bowl, you're tarnishing Brady's legacy. That went was to what nine they were playing <laughs> That's what they were playing for at the end though. Oh. So it was like, what's the point of talking about whether you should stay with you or not? You're, the whole thing is pulling out the string of Brady's legacy. And what would have excelled that for the Patriots is keeping him in a Patriots uniform, whether he sucked at the end or not. He went out and bumped his own fucking legacy by taking that shitbag organization, the Buccaneers, and winning a Super Bowl. Let me get to some more quotes here, and and, uh, and we'll just go. For, let me. I'll do a couple in a row, and we'll just take it where we want to. This one's involving the O'Brien stuff that you had mentioned, Bill. Bill O'Brien tried to get himself fired from Houston, and maybe, maybe Kraft did have a plan with Brady to get Bill fired. So this is what the quote says out of Wickersham's book. Quote: The plan was, I don't know what this word is, fanciful. <laughs> Fan, fan is, You're asking fan, us, fan, fanciful, but O'Brien heard about it. I don't know what I don't know what this plan is and how he heard about it, or who he heard it from. I'm assuming it's Kraft and Brady. Just um, Easterby. <laughs> <laughs> that Houston organization is fucked, by the way. Still, that's the guy. That's the connection. It's Easterby. Yeah, he's still there. Uh, and Casario going down. Isn't there he after. like president? Or that's vice a weird, yeah. that's just a weird incest little relationship, Patriots Houston thing that has gone on for a while now. So he's one does, of the he's like a Joel Olstein, right? That's that famous fucking yeah. preacher that steals everybody's money and has like a hundred million dollar house. Who's that's the Houston owner? McNair. 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 Big, big Jesus guy. So he worked his way right big up. Big racist. Bingo. Uh, he was in a power struggle of his own in Houston, fighting for general manager Rick Smith, a dysfunctional and quote, toxic situation, according to the Houston Chronicle. The leaks from O'Brien's camp claimed he wanted out that were so aggressive as to be suspicious, as if he knew he had a golden parachute, Robert Kraft. In the end, though, the Texans chose O'Brien over Smith, giving the coach more control over football operations. Bray O'Brien later joked to a confidant that he somewhat that it was a somewhat empty victory quote. I was trying to get fired. He said, and then he traded uh new Hopkins for a pile of dirt and a bag of cum. Don't forget the picks that Laramie Tunzel that turned into like five uh, first round draft picks. Great. Not great. Uh, So that's that. Let's do some uh, Malcolm Butler stuff. Shall we? Uh, So this came out. Um, One other non Belichick Brady craft note from Wickersham related to super bowl L two, two, which one is that bill? 52. 52. Okay, 52 against the Eagles. Uh, Malcolm Butler was benched. The book says that Butler and defensive coordinator, Matt Patricia quote, traded heated words at practice the week after his lack of effort after the game. When Butler was asked by his teammates, why didn't he play? He responded, quote, these dudes referring to the coaches, these motherfuckers, <laughs> <laughs> which is a fucking amazing quote to pull out of it and, oh, and into yeah. a book. But let me just paint the picture for this Malcolm Butler thing, which I put in the email here is the most overrated story in Patriots dynasty fucking history. That Patriots defense got ripped to goddamn. He shreds. wouldn't have made a difference. He maybe he makes a play. Maybe not. Maybe one plays a difference in a game like that. However, the one play came from the Eagles defense strip sack from Brady with two minutes left where everyone is expecting him to go down and win yep. the game. Thanks People a lot, Brandon Graham. And they blame it on Malcolm Butler, who, by the way, sucked that season, sucked ass that season. He was not the Super Bowl winning Malcolm Butler or the player after that. He sucked. 
and he was oh, in he was contract sulking. dispute and he yeah. was sulking and he didn't get drafted because he was an asshole off the field in Western Alabama where the fuck he went. And that roar is ugly head that season and people oh, forget that. Bella. And they just want to blame the Belichicks for dumping, for sitting his ass, which was probably wrong. I went with that. <laughs> I can't hear you when I'm screaming into the mic and your little fucking mumbles, but it comes out in the final play. So that's fine. The people heard it. <laughs> anyway, I just, I've never been that hard on Belichick for bel- benching, benching Malcolm Butler. Well, at least not as hard oh, as the rest shit. of New England saying it cost them a Super Bowl. No, 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 not quite. But oh. this quote's fucking pretty good. But how disappointing oh. was it when you found out that was the real reason why he got benched? It's well, you heard real reason, you, it's not the all. real reason, but that was one of the big rumors. Everyone thought it was Steve Belichick, you know, and it, that he had a fight with Steve Belichick on the side um, in practice that week. And they kind of benched him for it. It came out. It was Matt Patricia. I wouldn't be surprised. If it was both of them. Honestly, he was probably screaming at the coaches. He flew down on the team play. He flew down separately from the team because he was sick. He had a shit ton week of practice. They were probably fucking yelling on him and getting on him like the Patriots coaches do. You see Tom Brady, Belichick's all over Brady, and that was one of the main reasons they wanted a divorce, right? So if Malcolm Butler finally snapped because maybe he was having a bad day, he was pissed off that you just paid Stefan Gilmore at the time, one of the highest paid contracts ever for a cornerback, right? So, I mean, he was making $3.4 million on a first-round restricted free agent tender, right? right? So that's where it was. He, I think he had a breaking point because he had a shitty year. He had a shit ton year and he's trying to make a millions of fucking dollars on the open market. He got in a fight with the coaches and they said, fuck you. Your play is not worth your attitude right now. And that's probably what happened. That was one of the first things that came out besides he like, went to a rap show and he came out, came back to the fucking thing after curfew with weed on him or some, some shit like that was, which was another rumor, but like this thing seems move. And I, I believe a lot of Wickersham shit because all the stuff that came out before, it was seems like it was, it was, I, 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 it was pretty much true. And th- if, if this is the reason it's the biggest letdown, we were hoping for fucking something crazy. Like he fucked Linda holiday or something, but no, mm. you know, like I was, <laughs> well, what I was also, awesome. also keep in mind, they were heading into the super bowl. People said it was the most lackluster approach that bill Belichick has ever had towards the super bowl. Cause they were playing Nick Foles. They went the to the Minnesota Timberwolves game on like a Wednesday night yeah, or Thursday night. Before the bowl, seriously. The coaches let him down. It but not by just the Jim by Malcolm Butler decision. They just, just didn't go into that game uh, with their heads screwed on tight. So Belichick did lose them the game, but not because of the Malcolm Butler situation. And it wasn't because of Matt Patricia. Malcolm was Butler a, MF'd probably the whole defensive staff, and they told him to sit the fuck down. because It was him. the same approach he took in 07 against the Giants. They thought they were going to roll the fucking 9-7 and seven Giants. They thought they were going to roll the Eagles, even though Carson Wentz was an MVP candidate before he got hurt. Right? So, I mean, you think you're still going to roll them. The Patriots went, what, 12-3 and three that year and were a fucking juggernaut? Yeah, for health, health um, and Gronk. Yeah, totally. Let me, let me do this real quickly. There's a couple segments here that uh, I don't think a lot of people have touched on in the media that I'll just skim through and then I want to circle back to Brady, talk about the game, and that'll be that. So, uh, this is all out of, you know, Wickersham's drop. I think I got it from ESPN, and there's a couple paragraphs here. So, the first one was about Arlen Specter's inquiry into the Spygate. Uh, videotaping of the Rams walkthrough. If anyone remembers this, this is all oh, I remember it. What a beautiful conspiracy to get down a rabbit hole in this and our inspector getting paid off to kind of go into this whole thing. The only Senator in the, in the country looking at it when they craft give him fire. like a bag of like a hundred grand. And he's like, get, the, get out of my office or some shit like that. I to think make it go away. Oh, no, it was Trump. It was Trump. It was Trump. Trump. Yeah. Yeah. Warcraft, yeah. <laughs> Trump yeah. He gave a d- yeah. donation or so, something. Anyway, like that. Uh, Mike Martz came off the record somewhere in his quote, cause he thought he, uh, Mike Martz thought that the Rams, uh, that Belichick videotaped the Rams practice that week, said, quote, this is Mike Martz about Bill Belichick, quote, 
I'd like to hang Belichick by the nuts. <laughs> is, he said that? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Quote, I'd like to hang Belichick by the nuts, he told a confidant. <laughs> it goes on to the next barrack, by the way. The only coach in the entire league to back up Bill Belichick was Mike Shanahan, the red-faced Mike Shanahan. Who His kid's going to be the next coach of the Patriots. Now, yeah, I'd be all right with that. It, by, who said, essentially, look, uh, Belichick's not a bad guy. Uh, yeah, he cheats, but he, he just does everything better than the rest of us. So don't get mad at him because he's beating you by doing it, which has been pretty it's much true. our sentiment the whole fucking time. You're all cheating. He's just doing it better. Well, think about this too, Rich. Like one of his be- better friends in the league besides Jimmy Johnson was Shanahan. They always hanging out together. The the respect that he had for his kid too. Don't forget that. Like I believe against Atlanta, they met after the game, the Super Bowl game. And Kyle Shanahan was the offensive coordinator pulled. I think he pulled him into his office in the, in the winning locker room and had like conversation with him and shit like that. He gift wrapped him, Jimmy Garoppolo. I mean, yeah. there's a lot of, there's a lot there's, of respect there too. And I, and that's why I think if bill moves upstairs, Kyle Shanahan is going to be the next coach of the Patriots. And I, you see the reason why, like connect the fucking dots conspiracy theories. Like it all makes loser. sense. It does. It, it, this is a legit one. It, it connect the dots, connect oh, the dots. The everything NFL the is, is it, it's all right there. It's rampant with, uh, you know, incest, fucking family on family stuff. But I'm, I'm, I'm tired of I'm tired of Mike Martz. I'm tired of Marshall Falk still bitching about it every year. I'm tired of him saying they knew the plays that we were running in the red zone. You were in the red zone once, and it was a quarterback sneak for fucking Kurt Warner. All right, fuck you. You didn't want read the. You didn't tape the plays. Take your fucking L and move the fuck on. I'm so tired of that. A um, couple other things here it annoys me. We found your trigger. Marshall Falk is Marshall Falk has become one of the biggest bitches in the media. Don't forget. He got fired from the NFL network for uh, groping bitches. And he sucked at his job. Um, No, let that fly. Uh, uh, This is the the deflate gate. (laughs) This is the deflate gate timeframe now that I'm sure also pissed Brady off. I give, I give Brady the nod on the deflate gate stuff. He got thrown on the fucking bus on that one. But uh, here's the paragraph in this, even though Goodell was heavily, punished has heavily punished the Patriots three times for rule violations. He has become close friends with Belichick besides the secret meeting at a private airport to discuss rule changes on the morning after the Patriots Super Bowl win over the Falcons. Belichick hugged Goodell and lifted the commissioner's feet off the ground. Now that's a year, two years removed from deflate. Same season. Brady was suspended though. He started the 2016 season four game ban. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. They're saying that's not true, though. There's there's reports coming out saying that's not a true statement. Okay. Hey, anything's possible, Ray. By the power of God, jot that down. <laughs> uh, the rest of this stuff we can. Uh, there's also one about the players wanted to boycott. Uh, um, Belichick after the he Trump wrote that stuff, letter to, yeah. to Trump and um, you know, he gave a, a veiled apology to the players and whatever. Uh, but let's get to the crux of it here. Uh, here's the final quote or one of the final quotes here. Uh, quote, Brady was tired of taking team friendly deals with no input into how the money was saved or spent and still wanted a long-term contractual commitment. Wickersham writes, Belichick told told associates that every organizational decision was now in support of Brady. And let me pause here. Nikhil Harry, Demarius Thomas, Antonio Brown, Mohamed Sanu. Sony Michelle. Sony Michelle. A new left tackle. 
geared towards pleasing him and making him successful. And the craft meddled with the team, sometimes with opinions, sometimes with restrictive budgets. Let me stop here. Bill Parcells, can you hear me now? Uh, again, this is the, uh, I don't know, this is the crux of it. Oh, I also threw this other quote in here after, when Brady left because people are piling on Belichick so badly. And the more they do it, the more I'm on his side. This is what Belichick, uh, this is what was Belichick's statement after Brady left. Quote, and this is also for people that said he, you know, Brady needed more support and, and commitment from Belichick. Quote, the best player the league has ever seen. The best player the league has ever seen. Like, what the fuck? And people are mad that he didn't go and meet him in person when, when Brady decided it wasn't good enough. And Belichick goes on to say things like, you know, we offered him the contract, 53 million, and Brady just wanted to leave because Tampa was a better situation. And, uh, you know, it ended poorly. But the, get over it, Brady. Get the fuck over it. I'll give you the timeline, Bill, that you, we discussed over text. Dial it back to 2012. Two bad seasons for Brady or subpar seasons in 11, in 12, and 13, if you ask me. Well, he be dragged that team to 11, uh, the Super Bowl, or I guess that was 2010. Uh, that was 11, you're right, because they lost to the Jets in the second round of the playoffs in 2010. 2010. Right. Yep. Uh, Garoppolo gets drafted. After that, Brady gets pissed. Garoppolo gets good. Brady becomes a diva. TB12 becomes his life. 2017, he makes Jimmy get traded. Pats lose the Super Bowl. It's Bill's fault, as we talked about. No contract extension for Tommy after his little documentary and whining to the camera that he's not sure what he's doing it for anymore. Uh, 2018, he gets a bullshit contract, which I'm sure he, sh he should have been pissed about. That incentive contract was bad. Uh, 2019, they offer him the two years, 53 million, according to Rappaport and some other people. Brady turns it down. He wants out by then. He negotiates out of the franchise tag. And then Bill says, sayonara, no problem, dude. And doesn't meet with him in person. And now Bill and now Brady is on a rampage uh, and hates Bill Belichick. That's yeah, and I, the timeline right there. Yeah. Don't forget too. Like he was also pissed off that he was taking those team friendly deals and had zero input on the roster decisions and how that money was spent. Hearing that from me, I've always said uh, it's the same problem I have with Le LeBron. You're, you're paid to play. You're not paid to be the fucking GM. I'm sorry, but as a player, you should not have roster decisions. And it, it makes him look even worse, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I agree. Coaches coach, GMs GM, players play. Um, you were given special treatment, Tom. You were given more special treatment than any player on that team, than any player in a lot of teams. And for some reason, you didn't want to be there anymore. Uh, whether it was your personal relationship or the contract or whatever else he didn't outside noise outside noise, whatever it was. Um, I think, and maybe this is why we got this assault from the Brady camp here. I think that with, as the story fleshes itself out, it's people are beginning to learn that it wasn't necessarily that Belichick forced Tom Brady out other than the fact that Belichick is a stubborn mule who's been a stubborn mule Brady's whole career. And Belichick just didn't change. Like we said, from 45 years old to 65 years old, you're kind of the same gay guy. Bill's been the, but you get it, Bill, personal experience. I was going to say, 20, Bill's the same guy. He's been fucking, since he's been 12, he's been an asshole. From 22 to 42? Shit, we're 35, 36. From 26 to 36? Assholes. I'm a semi-responsible adult now. Wildly 26, I was not. I got a 401k, motherfucker. Respect. Yeah. So, I have health insurance. <laughs> so, 
So yes, of course, things changed. And my greater point, Ray, and I'll throw it over to you here for some final thoughts on the Brady Belichick is as this fleshes out, it wasn't necessarily that Bill was a big meanie and told Tom Brady to screw. I actually think Bill, if he didn't want Brady back, he certainly expected him back in his foot. He thought his football team would be best if Brady came back and that's the way he planned it. And Brady said no. And Brady moved on and they treated him like shit a little bit along the way. And Brady pissed and moaned a little bit along the way. And that's what happens in 20 year relationships. And that's it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's Mm -hmm. it. You get it, Ray. You've been in uh, technically twice of those. If you twice those, if you count the years, almost yeah. Yeah. When mm-hmm. you work, you're 36. What's your relationship going on? 39. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you could do it all over again, would you? Don't answer that, Ray. Uh, what's your thought on uh, Brady versus Bell? I'll take that as a no. <laughs> no, just like it is. I think it's just two spiteful high school girls going at it on Sunday. They, they just both want the world. They both think they're right. They both think the other one's a fucking diva ass bitch and i think it's going to be a glorious day on sunday 8 20 p.m sunday night football it's going to be fun okay let's let's get to also that. there's also talk that belichick has asked south wickersham not to release some of the stuff on brady for bulletin board material that there is some juicy stuff in the book about brady that hasn't been released because bill gave him a wink wink nudge nudge please don't give him any bulletin board material well there you go uh it'll definitely be interesting ray you got your copy coming i think i'm gonna buy mine too um, it, it just, the whole thing feels, did you get yours with pictures? Can you send me it when it's done, when you guys are done? <laughs> yeah, sure. Bill. Yeah. I'll give it to you in five uh, years. The whole, this book honestly feels bigger than anything Wickersham's done against with the Patriots. It feels like a true Rome was built. Rome is following, falling, uh, like anthology of the Patriots dynasty. And, uh, I don't know as a Patriots fan, it doesn't feel great. Um, uh, and the culmination of it is Sunday night. So, uh, It'll be interesting to see, and it's going to be stressful. So if you want to calm the nerves a little bit, go to our friend Dr. Tom at Back to Basics down in Rhode Island. Back to BasicsLLC.com. That's B-A-K, the number two, BasicsLLC.com. He's got all your needs for CBD wellness, also medical marijuana. He's a terrific educator. If you order from him, he will get on the emails, as Ray calls them, and uh, contact you directly to work out your best uh, suitable method for whatever remedy you're looking for. Shitty shoulders, shitty dog, whatever it is. Uh, check out Dr. Tom and back to basics. That's back to basics, LLC.com B a K the number two LLC.com. Um, can the Patriots win this game? No. Yes. <laughs> no, no, this they, is, this is the, the... In- it, this is the interesting part about the football aspect of it, that the question was asked for time and time again. If Brady had to play Belichick, what would it look like? What, what would Belichick oh, do? Find out. This is the interesting part. Now, on the surface, I would say you dump everybody back in the secondary and damn to run. You don't let Brady beat you. You slow the game down, and you try and take advantage of Tampa Bay's shitty secondary and shitty defense. I don't know. I don't know what Bill's going to do. You don't have the offense to do that. You, the Patriots. Uh, uh, did you not hear who came back to practice this week? Oh, great, <laughs> great! No, another John O. Smith. That's just what we need in Nikhil <laughs> Harry. He can't fuck catch football either. No, they don't have the offense. They don't have the quarterback. This is a. You'd feel better if you had Tom Brady or Peyton Manning, right? So I mean, you think about the, what they used to do with Peyton Manning. You could do that when you had fucking Tom Brady, not Mac Jones. You don't have the offense to compete with, even backing them up and letting them run. You can't stop the run even when you're trying. You're not going to stop the run when you're not fucking trying. 
that offense is too good. Antonio Brown's back. It looks like you're going to get rid of, you know, going to have Gronk, but they still can't cover tight ends. Cameron Brait there, OJ Howard. I mean, that offense is just too good in the way with the way Tom Brady's playing. Right. So, I mean, even if you're playing zone, Tom Brady's going to beat you. He'll dink and dunk. That's his bread and butter dink and dunk down the field. You don't have the defense and you sure as shit don't have the offense to keep up with Tampa. There's no, I don't think there's any fucking way you're winning this game. If you were, if you were to catch lightning in a bottle, let's go back to the beginning of the show. Tom Brady is jacked up. What's the stat? Patriots haven't scored a touchdown in the first quarter of a Super Bowl. Brady's got like two or three picks in the first quarter of Super Bowls. I can see that. I can see Brady coming in super, super jacked. If, if Belichick has a little bit of that eight rings juju left in him, Raymond, and uh, he's not going to disguise and trick Brady, but he might bore him to death. He might bore him to death the first three or four series and bait him into um, taking, taking an extra uh, measure that maybe he normally wouldn't. Can you take advantage of it? Can your secondary take advantage of it? Can JC Jackson ball hawk it? Can McCourty ball hawk it? Get, a, get yourself an early turnover and get yourself in the game, get some defensive points. Is that a possibility? And is that something that you would be thinking about from a defensive standpoint if you're trying to be brave? Of course. Why wouldn't you? I mean, get them early, get them frazzled. If you can get them frazzled, you've seen them in the in the Super Bowl. As soon as he has, he never has a really good game. Like he always has a bad first half. If you can get up early, 14 nothing, 21 nothing. I'm just saying that could be something that could work in the Patriots' advantage, getting this guy frazzled really fast, really early. Yeah, I think in order to win this game, you're right, Bill. They don't have the offense to do it, but they need the offense to do it. And I don't know if I totally agree with you. No, I agree with you. They don't have the offense to do it. But if you look at the way that this offense played over, you know, take the Saints game out of it because no one showed up to play. But that Miami game, I mean, Mac Jones threw for 74% completion percentage in his first game in the NFL. The second half, they let him sling the ball around. If it wasn't for some shitty goddamn red zone calls in this entire season, you might be okay. Or you might have some interceptions. We don't know yet because you haven't even let him throw the fucking ball down there. So against this secondary, against this terrible, terrible reeling secondary of the Bucs, do the Patriots have the balls to spread it out put him a shotgun and let Mac Jones throw some quick passes up and down the field. Yep. No, they don't have the personnel to do it. So you, you don't think a Jacoby Myers, Kendrick Bourne and Nelson Aguilar can beat whatever shit bag or the corpse of Richard Sherman is on the outside. No, Richard Sherman's not playing. No, I don't. <laughs> I really don't. I just don't think like, I mean, they beat the dolphins. They, they, they threw up and down on the Dolphins. And, we and what did they do? They scored 16 points. Well, that's, again, again, I understand that. I agree The training wheels were on for Mac the Jones. offense to do it. However, I'm projecting a leap in play, in play calling from the Patriots' offense to give them a chance. I'm not saying that they're going to win. I'm saying if they were to win, the defense certainly has to be perfect and certainly has to get a break from Brady and being jacked up. And if they are to win the Patriots have to play as if they did against Miami and somehow turn their red zone offense around 100%. I said this before. I know I said this before you guys laughed at me week four. He's unleashing the whole fucking Holy grail on this fucking Buccaneers (laughs) team. It's happening. It's happening Sunday night. Everything's getting me continue to laugh at you. Well, well, rich, like I've always said with the, anything can happen with the power of God. 
Jot, jot that down. Jot that down, Ray. Here's what I would like to see. I also agree they're not going to win, but the best thing that could come out of this and the thing that is lost in all of the Brady nonsense is little old squeaky Mac Jones. He's a story. He is a story one way or the other. Well, I, if he sucks, he's a story. And if he can hang, he's a story. Because if this if this game gets out of hand, and by out of hand, this is what I mean. If Brady and Belichick put their nuts on the fucking line and they get a, into a dick measuring contest, which I think is possible with the egos going on here, and Brady wants to put up 50. Who do you think is bigger? Brady. And Belichick won't let him or try not to let him and wants to match him. If Mac Jones can hang and they lose like 42 to 34 and Mac Jones has three or four touchdowns and 350 yards and Brady is Brady, but the Patriots lose. The story is Mac Jones. Mm -hmm. The story out of that game is Mac Jones gave it his all against the greatest of all time. He's the next coming for the Patriots. They look like they have something going on. The Bucs are reigning champions. They were supposed to win this game. All the pressure is on the Bucs. If the Patriots can just hang and Mac Jones can, can show a solid effort, a more than solid effort, that's a win, and that's a, and that's a, that's the story coming out of this. We game. don't play moral victories on this show, Richard. Oh, you do against Tom Brady. Oh, we do not, Gillette. sir. We do oh, not. You do. We never. Oh, so we do against Tom Brady and Gillette. Richard. We never had. Nope. Never had. We the do not point, play other, moral victories. The other side of this, where I can see this going, is if it doesn't happen like that, which is probably more likely, and Brady comes in here and just completely fucking curb stomps you, Bill. Uh, I can see what I can watch this crowd go from cheering Brady like he's still a Patriot as he comes out of the locker room to rooting for the Patriots until the Patriots shit their pants and then it becoming a full-on Brady fest. Every time it's be like Larry Bird in in Atlanta when the Hawks bench are ch- is cheering for him as he goes so for fifty five left-handed or whatever he did. Beat LA. I can I can one hundred percent see that Gillette crowd just turning Brady Brady. Brady. He just got his ass kicked last week. He's, oh, yeah. They're going to stand him. They're going to cheer every fucking play a bunch of turncoat cunts. Well, yeah, because all the people that bought these tickets are rich assholes because the ticket for this game is. Dude, my buddy just got two tickets face value $91. I'm like, you yeah, the prices have really gone down, actually. I just yeah. went to, uh, I stopped at the store. I was shooting a show with my buddy who uh, owns a place. And then he, some guy was in. I was like, yeah, he's talking about the games. He's like, do you want to buy them? I'm like, Dude, he's like, I don't go to him anymore, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, I'm like, do you know how much they're going for right now? He's like, no, I have no idea. I'm you like, should have bought it. I didn't want to go. I don't want to go to the fucking game. Bye. I don't, I just don't want to go to this fucking I game. I don't want to go to the game. On either. a Sunday night, I hate the Sunday night, eight it's o'clock. It's going to be depressing as shit. All right, final predictions here. Uh, Bill, why don't you start as the 45 <laughs> to 10? 45, Patriots? 45, 10. No, <laughs> Tampa Bay. Uh, I got, I got like twenty four thirty eight something like that. You think they're gonna score twenty four? Yeah, the Bucks defense sucks, Bill, and Mac Jones can throw. I don't. I know that the Saints put a sour taste in everyone's mouth, but Mac Jones can throw the ball, and the Patriots can throw the ball. They're gonna score some points this game. They're gonna score the, some points. They're not the gonna pro- stop Brady, but they're gonna score some points. The problem is, like, yeah, their defense is pretty. Their secondary is pretty terrible. That their, their fronts. Front seven still pretty good. Devon well, White's then there. If they don't, then Josh McDaniels can cut his little dick off and and give it to Tom Brady because Barrett scares the shit out of me. Down all there. you have to do spread them wide five and go find the fucking matchup and throw it six yards, seven yards, six yards, seven yards. Who's Cooper Cup last week? Mac Jones can do that. 
Mac like Jones the Patriots have a fucking Cooper Cup. You're crazy. <laughs> You're fucking crazy. Yeah, he wears number one. He's number one in your number program. Number 16, this. baby. Jacoby Myers, six catches oh. a game. For 40 yards. <laughs> Take me to the red zone, Jacoby. Ray, go ahead. Yep. 31-28, Patriots win outright. <laughs> Is that outright? What's the spread? Seven. Seven. Yeah, that is outright. Jesus, you fuck. All right, go ahead. 31-28. I have some Got, stats for early lines. Don't worry. Jot that down. Uh, all right. Of course, we ran late. Special edition Brady and Gillette. Uh, but let's finish the show here um, with a little bit of Red Sox talk, which got fucked up in my email. Sorry. Uh, five, all right. Good. I thought that was me. I was no, like, the whole thing did. I don't know. It's weird. Half a game uh, up on. I didn't uh, read it. See if I can decipher <laughs> this, this fucking paragraph. Half a game up on Seattle. Chris Sale loses to the Orioles for the first time as a Red Sox. Uh, giving up a two-room home run. Bill, you mentioned it in the opening. Um, just no timely hitting. They feel like they're packing it in. They feel like they're, they quit. Obviously, they got the win on uh, Wednesday night pretty decisively. Currently, as we speak, yep. three to one, bottom of the fifth. Baltimore. Baltimore. <laughs> Does this team got the quit in them? Do they, do they take their cue for management and say, we're not going to win the World Series? We might just not show up. I just think they're, they're, they're still pissed off with the trade deadline. You know, again, you get swept by the Yankees in the fashion. You got swept by the Yankees like that. To me, you're, you're kind of quitting. And then again, with Chris sale, you let him go up and then you, the next two innings, you have 12 total pitches. Is that so- why you side in the middle of the Patriots talk? Does Baltimore take the lead or something? Were you watching yes. the fucking You game? just figured that out? You <laughs> son of a bitch. I, I wasn't watching. I just checked it because I'm, I'm just, oh. Uh. <laughs> well, I need to check my, my fantasy, fantasy baseball. Yeah. There's three, oh, yeah, there's three yeah, games yeah, left yeah, in yeah, first yeah, place, yeah, yeah. so I just need ready to win. But no, yeah, let me answer the question for you. Yes, they got fucking quit on them. They quit on the deadline. They quit. Uh, they would have quit in COVID, but they had some young guys come up in, in place of the guy, the quitters, and uh, and they sparked them. And then they played a bunch of shitty teams, and then the Yankees stomped the life out of them. So let me finish the show because we're, we're up against it now with this question, Bill. Is it better for the Red Sox organization to miss this playing game outright and light a fire under Bloom's ass and get the fan base, whatever's left of them, to light a fire under his ass to go be aggressive this offseason and not follow his fucking plan that, uh, that he had set in place with the, with the, you know, the minor league system and whatever else he thinks he's, he's doing, not in Tampa but in Boston? Uh, no, because he's not the right guy to do that. I would feel, I would say for him, it's the right play to make the playoffs. If you still had a guy like Dave Dombrowski sitting here, a guy that's going to be really aggressive, a Theo shit, even a Ben Charrington went out and spent some money. Do you miss the playoffs? Then I'm going to, then that will lay a fire under, under his ass, right? Theo, Dave Dombrowski, as much as Dombrowski has his faults with the trading, the farm system, but he spent money. He went out and he spent a world series and he won a world series. That's the guy you would want to be aggressive, right? Cause I think he could do it. Chain Heim bloom is not the guy to do it. He's going to follow his path, whether they make the playoffs or they don't make the playoffs. And it was evident by the trade deadline of getting Kyle Schwarber didn't play for three weeks and did not address another need with outside of Hansel and Gretel there in the bullpen who've, who've sucked. They put all their faith in Chris sale. Cause they, I don't, to me, I don't think they really cared at that point. They were overachieving. They've overachieved all year. They're not this good. They have a good offense. Their pitchers have been 
been terrible, but when they play good teams, they're not good. They beat up on their own fucking division in, in, in Baltimore and they beat up on some bad fucking teams. They played above. And again, I referenced it earlier, the come from behind wins in the regular uh, before the, the all-star break. You know what I mean? That's where you're coming back and you, you're getting your wins, but you, I've been saying it all fucking year. I had them at 82, 83 wins. I don't think I came up a little bit. I said they were a playoff team at that point, but I don't think they're that good. And you're You're at 80, you might 90 games. I'll probably put them at 90, 90 games. You're going to win. I don't think they're going to, I think they're going to lose two or three to Washington. Well, here's where I'll disagree with you a little bit, because um, when I say pressure on management, it's not just time bloom. And as much as as little faith and uh, that we have in uh, um, ownership at this point in time, if you, if this team misses the playing game, then you're going to get a little pressure from ownership. I don't think so. I honestly don't. With John Henry, he's he's pinching pe- he's pinching pennies now. He's worrying about his European soccer team. He's looking to buy another European soccer team out there. So I, I just don't. I don't think so. I think they want it's to run the It's not John Henry though, Bill. It's not just John Henry. It's the it's it's Boston. It's New England. It's the Red Sox. We saw it. You've you've gone. You've been in the bottom. The, of Mr. The Burns does not care. He does oh, not fucking I care. And the, I disagree. Season, it's the PR fucking nightmare. No, I don't. I did. I, we can have. He owns the goddamn Boston Globe. If Red Sox, if the Red Sox start, if, if the fans stop paying attention and they're outrightly pissed and overtly pissed at the uh, underachievement of this team, which will be missing the playing game, he will hear it and he will be forced to do something and pressured to do something. I it's agree, his Bill. MO his entire goddamn career. I'm going to tell you as well, ownership. I'm going to. Yeah, we definitely disagree on the point. And I'll tell you where, where did they finish last year, Rich? Shit, last. Where did, okay, where what was their draft pick? Four. They were one of yep. the, they were the fourth worst team in baseball. Where are they this year? Ninety wins. That's why he's not going to go be a fucking aggressive with high blue and do it. He's going to ride the course, keep staying under that luxury tax, and that's it. You you're gonna the, if you're the only aggressive move I really see them making is trying to extend Xander Bogarts. That's the big move because he can opt out at the end of next year. That would be the move. I don't think they're going to spend big money on a big free agent. I think he's going to let it ride. Heim Bloom, he just saw what he did, pinching pennies, getting the Hunter Renfro's, the Kiki Hernandez's of the world, and the bag of balls that was Marvin Gonzalez and all this other shit that they signed. And they French, still almost French, made the playoffs. Frenchy Cadero, they almost made the playoffs, right? I don't think it's going to be a PR thing that they fucking they died at the end, but in his mind, it's we're still winning. We just won 90 fucking games. We, we yeah. won 90 games and we missed the playoffs. Worst His team mind, in the what, league what? last year, we almost made the playoffs. He's going to use that. And I said that before, no matter what the outcome is now, they're safe. They can say, hey, no one thought we were going to be here. We're the worst team last year. Now we're almost competing for a wild card spot. We almost had it. Alex Cora, we're going to resign him for an extension. Boom, there we go. That's how it's going to be. This is how this whole thing is. He doesn't care anymore. That kid over in Liverpool, he's going to get paid the most money in the European Soccer League. That's all he cares about right now. You may be right that he may that he may have made a turn to uh, Liverpool soccer, but if history, racing, if history is correct, then I'm right because what you're missing is it's not about what he thinks; it's about what everybody else thinks, and that's John Henry's game. That's why we hate him because he's more worried about the PR than he is about anything else. And if the PR is your management let this team uh, miss a chance at a world series in a playoff run, then he will force the hand of his management to go get himself a pitcher or whatever he thinks will take them into the playoffs next season. The Red Sox cannot miss the playoffs next season. John Henry will be clear about that, especially if they miss the plan by losing to the fucking Orioles and the Nats. I think you guys are wrong on that. Can I ask you a quick question, Bill? 
Where no. do you, out of the four major sports teams in Boston, where do the Red Sox fit in? What do you mean? Uh, I'll give it for the other. This has been the Summermind Sports Show. Friday headlines, October 1st. Happy anniversary. We'll see you on Sunday for early lines. Tune in Sunday morning before the uh, NFL day gets kicked off. Bye-bye. 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 Did we rename that show something about tater tits? I can't remember last week. No, you're, you got voted out. And, and on the on the four major sports of the uh, of Boston, what's yeah. most popular? Yeah, football, Patriots, Celtics, Red Sox, Bruins. Exactly. That's why I won't be a PR nightmare. It is. You're you're missing the whole fucking point. They're not fourth, by the way. They're third. They're still I think the third. Bru- I still see. Yeah. I think the Bruins. I think Red Sox are dead last in the market right now. I don't I think might, anyone I, gives I, a shit. Check the Nesson ratings, baby. Red Sox still beat the fucking Bruins. <laughs> Red Sox Nesson also own Nesson. Florida? Yeah. Do they get Nesson in Florida? They they, the yeah, but, okay, maybe they're fixing watch. the ratings. I'll, I'll, I'll get into that conspiracy <laughs> They own it. Theory. They own 80% of the fucking. I'll get into that conspiracy theory, you fucking loser, but the ratings still tell you. <laughs>